Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Lion's share of manufacturing in this country stems from the pharmaceutical sector, but huge exporters such as Pfizer are now seeing a clear decline in sales as demand for COVID vaccines drops. That's having a direct impact on our manufacturing data and has been reflected in the latest AIB manufacturing survey. And Oliver Mangan is the chief economist with AIB. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning. So manufacturing is as weak as it has been for the last year or so. Yeah, the index again came in below 50. Anything below 50 is contraction in the sector. So the index has been stuck at or below 50 for the last 12 months exactly. And I just say, uh, looking at CSO data, a lot of the weakness in activity is centred around pharmaceuticals and also the ICT sector, uh, semiconductors, etc. So this is a global story. Um, you know, global demand has weakened. Interest rates have gone up. We're also seeing much tighter inventory control, you know, in other Supply chain difficulties have been largely resolved. Stocks were built up, not surprisingly, of vaccines in the last couple of years. They're now being run down to more normal levels. Demand is falling off on the back of higher rates and higher inflation. And it's contributed to a contraction in manufacturing activity globally over the last year. Uh, indeed, while the Irish figure is weak, if you go to the Eurozone in the UK, if there's even bigger falls in manufacturing output there. It's only the US that's really showing some resilience, but even there it's flatlining. So uh, in October... You know, there are further declines in new orders and output reflecting that weak demand, that ongoing destocking. And even looking at the, the stocks, uh, both stocks of inputs and stocks of outputs uh, continue to decline. Mm. There's also declines then in terms of order backlogs. So when you see orders still declining and order backlogs also declining, it suggests the weakness is going to remain with us for a number of months yet. Yeah, it looks as if it is. Um, uh, do the manufacturing figures include Intel, the chips made by Intel out in Leakslip? They don't specify the uh, individual companies. They're obviously keen to protect uh, the anonymity of those who are responding to the survey. But any manufacturers producing goods, any manufacturing sector will be included. So it would be a broad range of manufacturers within the economy. So the reason I ask is because obviously Intel have just opened their Fab 34, uh, which could be a very high value added physically produced product in Ireland and could improve the data a little bit in the next coming quarters. Um, So output has stalled. What about hiring in the manufacturing sector? Yeah, well, over the last year, I mean, this has been a notable feature of the global slowdown. Even though economies have slowed, labour markets remain very tight, employment has continued to rise, unemployment remains at virtually record lows in all the economies, including Ireland. Now, this survey saw a stalling of employment growth in the manufacturing sector. I think the weakness we've seen there over the last year in terms of output has eventually caught up uh, in the in the labour market for manufacturing. Uh, so while we're not seeing any j- contraction employment, the growth that was there over the last 12 months, and we remember, you know, we came into this period of slower growth with high levels of job vacancies right across economies, including in Ireland. So this is the first month, really, we've seen a stalling of uh, employment growth in the sector. Mm. Uh, the mood music you say for next year is not great either. Well, actually, the the, the firms remain optimistic. You led earlier there in stories in terms of firms remain optimistic about the level of activity over the next 12 months. One, I think, uh, as you referenced, inflation is has declined very sharply both here and elsewhere on the back of falls in energy prices. And secondly, that's leading into expectations that not only have interest rates peaked, but particularly in the Eurozone, we will start to see interest rate cuts 
by, if not by April or May, by the middle of next year. And that will help stimulate activity in economies, boost demand uh, as next year progresses. Now, overall, you know, this is a very weak, weak year for growth in the Eurozone. It's likely to remain subdued in 2024, but we could see activity pick up over the course of the year. That's certainly the expectation of the ECB and the IMF and others that uh, you know, we will see the impact of lower inflation in terms of boosting household incomes. And while they wouldn't commit to, I mean, the, the, the line from central banks is we need to keep interest rates high for as long as possible to dampen down inflationary pressures. Markets have a somewhat uh, different view. They see inflation coming down, weak economic activity, and say on a medium-term view, which is what central banks base their uh, interest rates on, that should pave the way for uh, you know inflation falling back towards two percent in the next year or so, which could and see interest and, rates being and, being and, and, yeah. and it, it, absolutely, and then interest rates coming onto the agenda. So if you look at the futures contracts which traders price in terms of interest rates, the expectations are that by the end of next year, you know, interest rates which are currently four percent here and in the eurozone could be down close to three percent. Now that is completely contrary to the rhetoric that's coming from central banks. Yeah. But I mean, at the moment, they've got to hold the line. Indeed, uh, and at any opportunity that Christine Lagarde gets uh, to speak and publicly, she says, we're holding higher for longer, so get your hopes downwards, as it were. Yeah, out of fairness to central banks, I mean, there was a lot of attention on the headline figure yesterday falling below 3%, but when you strip out energy and food, it still remains high at well over 4%, and services sector in particular. I mean, the, the, a lot of the weakness in activity has been in manufacturing. Service sector activity has held up better, there's evidence of continued wage inflation and price pressures in that sector. So central banks really want to see inflationary pressures ease there before they'll be comfortable even discussing interest rates increases. As uh, Christine Lagarde said, it is completely premature in her view to be talking about interest rate cuts when we still have inflationary pressures pressures in you know, significant parts of the economy. Yeah. And finally, input prices, uh, they have been coming down in the manufacturing sector. Um, should we expect them to continue to decline and maybe even be disinflationary? Well, actually, in this report, we saw the first increase in input prices in six or seven months. Now, that is purely in the back of higher fuel prices. I mean, if you go back to July, oil prices were down around $70 a barrel. They've risen to 90 to $95 a barrel over the last couple of months. And that's obviously reflecting higher fuel costs. We can all see that in the, in the petrol pumps, et cetera. Mm. But more broadly speaking, um, raw material prices continue to decline. So while input prices rose marginally, firms are still in a position to pass on uh, lower costs of input prices in terms of what they charge. So the output prices for manufacturers continue to decline. And again, when you break down the CPI, that's the consumer prices, you will see there's a much more pronounced decline in goods prices than there is in services prices. So I don't think we have too many concerns about the, you know, this clearly a marked easing inflation pressures in manufacturing. That is not the case yet for the services sector. Well, we will await your services survey when it comes out in due course. Oliver, thank you so much for joining us. That's Oliver Mangan, the Chief Economist with AIB. Back- Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.